My name is Kimberly Q. I'm a full-time freelance actor in Singapore and you're listening to Play Acting, a podcast about an actor's journey, growth and insights which occasionally also features online script reads by local writers and actors. Hello my friends, today we've got an online table read for you guys. The play is called R.O.M. and it's written by an incredibly talented scriptwriter by the name of Mary Tate. But before we get to that, some of you may be wondering, what is a table read? You know, when I first got a role, I was asked to go in for a table read and I was like freaking out. Do I need to prepare? Is this a rehearsal? What? is this? And then I found out that traditionally, a table read is a gathering of the cast, writers and director around, well, a table where they read through the script. It could be a reading of an episode or a play or a film. So it's good if you actually went in with some sort of preparation. If you go online and Google table reads for Greatest Showman or table reads for Breaking Bad, by the way, uh, all of this is not sponsored though. Um, But if you went to Google all of that, there'll be loads online to see kind of what goes on in a table read. And there are many different reasons people have table reads. And most of the time, it's so that everyone gets to hear the story out loud, take notes, and for the production team to see what happens in the story. Another reason why there might be a table read in a very beginning stages of a script is because when a writer starts to put a script together, when they first start to develop a story, the only voice they hear is their own. And usually with their own biases or speech patterns in their head. Therefore, some writers ask to hold the table read to help flesh out parts of the script that is not quite clear to him or her. And with a table read, it can very quickly expose potential gaps or flaws in the context, emotional needs and timing even. Other reasons why a table read might be held would be for new cast to interact with each other and build chemistry with each other. You know, I had the idea of bringing this online because obviously nobody's meeting up right now during Circuit Breaker. And so we started having online read-throughs via Zoom, via Google Meets of scripts that people have written. And honestly, Circuit Breaker and COVID aside, being able to actually produce a short film is daunting for many. It requires some level of production experience, financial support, and basically a lot of preparation logistically. Trust me, I have tried. Like the amount of work that goes into it was insane. Um, I had to pay actors and again, I'm not even paid a lot myself. You have to get directors, a good camera crew, you've got to book venues. All these things come into play. So for most, hearing their work come to life, even through a table read or a read-through, having a voice, a real voice coming through in the characters is amazing. It's a magical feeling and it's also a very good alternative. So I thought that it would be really awesome if we created a platform for scriptwriters to showcase their work, to hear the work come to life, and for actors to practice their voice acting. So I'm going to stop talking right now and let you enjoy the read-through. Again, the play that you'll be listening to is titled R.O.M when a suspicious government official comes knocking, an overly idealistic young woman must convince her stubborn boyfriend to propose or they will lose their flat. ROM is written by Mary Tay. 
one-room HDB flat, Cyrus sits on the couch, his phone to his ear. What? I thought you said HDB never checks. There's a loud flush. Uh, I, I gotta go. Cyrus hangs up just as Angel steps out of the bathroom in t-shirt and shorts, looking a little out of sorts. Angel sits next to Cyrus and turns on the television. A Tiffany advertisement plays. Romantic music swells. A diamond ring sparkles on screen. She squints as she holds her left hand up to the screen and wiggles her ring finger. <sighs> Angel looks at Cyrus. Cyrus scrolls through his phone distracted. Cyrus's phone suddenly rings. He jumps and immediately rejects the call. Angel mutes the television. Who was that? Who was what? <laughs> on the phone. Oh, <laughs> right, nobody. Cyrus Lee, are you cheating on me? What? Thanks. I am not cheating on you. <laughs> the doorbell rings. Angel looks at Cyrus curiously. <laughs> Invited your mistress over? Ha ha. She goes to answer the door. Nat enters in office attire, her black heels click clacking against the tiles. Hey! Babe, it's your sister. Ugh, what are you doing here? Why didn't you pick up my calls? Guys, I just checked. Remember how I said you had three months to- uh, I need to pee. Please, please, keep going. I will adjourn to the ladies. Uh, why are you talking like that? Like what? The ladies! We only have one toilet that we share. And since when you use the word adjourn? Watch. Shut up, Cyrus. I talk like this all the time. What do you know? Angel shuts the door, speaking the whole time. Cyrus shrugs his shoulders and looks at Nat. Okay, when I said you had to propose ASAP, I meant like now. Ah, uh, Nat, stop pushing! No, I mean, your deadline was two weeks ago. What? And you're telling me this now? They never used to check these things. But now, I've heard from some clients that HDB is cracking down on fake couples, men and women that get together just to purchase an HDB flat. But Ange and I are real. So, proposing should be easy. The bathroom door opens in a flourish. Angel stands at the door looking dramatically in the distance in a long white dress and a crystal headpiece. Nat's jaw drops. Ange? Bad news. Angel twirls her hair, barely listening. Yes, darling? We need to get married. Today. Yes, yes, yes! I will wait. We need to get married? Did you just change? You look different. I can't believe you used the word need. So what? I'm an obligation now? What? No! It's just that the deadline Is that was... all you care about? The deadline? I I'm just an, an assignment to you? Can't you at least pretend that you want to marry me? I do want to marry you. It's just that I can't deal with the proposal and the tea ceremony and the flowers and the table settings. But that's what I want. Can't you do it for me? Okay, so I need to leave. Uh, court date, angsty judge, see you. Nat slips out as quickly as she can. Cyrus sinks into the couch and puts his head in his hands. I can't believe it. You wrote my sister in so I would propose? What? No. Remember when we were in JC? Every time it was your turn to present, you'd make up some excuse and go to the toilet. Fine. Fine. Maybe I did rope her in. But you know, that's only because I wanted you to take me seriously. To take us seriously. The doorbell rings again. We can talk about this later. He gets up and opens the front door. Hi. I don't think we ordered any... 
<laughs> Cyrus slams the door shut. Um, okay. Who was that? I might have alerted HCB a month ago when I called in to check that all documents were in order. Please tell me that the whole deadline thing was bullshit. Oh god, the deadline's real. Excuse me? Excuse me, ah. This is the MOF CMR department. Are you seriously? Fuck it. Let's just lie. Are you crazy? I am not lying to the government. Fine. Prepare to kiss our flat goodbye. What? What's there to lie about even? We are very much in love and we are getting married. End of story. Are we? As far as I know, I haven't been proposed to yet. Cyrus shakes his head, marches to the door, and opens it to reveal a plump, no-nonsense lady in a suit. A lanyard around her neck reads HDB official. Angel immediately passes a smile on her face. Hello, please come in. Where do you say you're from again? The Ministry of Social and Family Development, Marriage Registry. Ah, HDB la. Ah, okay. Hello, auntie. So nice of you to drop by. Don't auntie me. Think I don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry, auntie. The official walks around the flat slowly, scrutinizing photos of them on a shelf. Then she takes out a notebook and starts writing things down. Nowadays, uh, got a lot of young people think they can pretend to get married and drink HDB to buy a cheap flat. But we're not stupid. Cyrus gulps and looks at Angel anxiously. Cyrus, babe, why don't you go find our marriage certificate? <laughs> why don't you go and find our marriage certificate? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, uh, sorry, Auntie, excuse me while I adjourn to the study. Cyrus rolls his eyes. Angel moves towards the study, but the official steps in in front of her. Singapore government say our greatest asset. Greatest uh, is our people. You want flat, you have sex. Sex is the driving force of our economy. The official snaps on a pair of gloves and opens their bin. Cyrus looks on nervously. Angel suddenly lights up. After some rooting, the official lifts up a condom wrapper. The official tuts and shakes her head. <gasps> oh my! Uh, what's that doing there? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not ours. The official scribbles in her notebook. Angel scurries to the fridge and pours iced tea into a glass. So, got other people living here, is it? You're five years not up yet, you know. What? You think you're the first person to rent out your HDB behind the government's back? No. Uh, no. I mean, I'm not. I mean, we wouldn't. Oh, oh God, please stop writing. Auntie, do you want some tea? What tea? Don't need la. Finish already. So fast? D did we pass? Until now, still got no marriage cert, no wedding photo, not even a dog. Auntie, please! I mean, it's so hot today. You don't want to dehydrate yourself. She offers her the glass. And she already said that she's- Angel glares at him. He shuts up. The official looks out the window at the burning sun. Then she sighs and takes the drink. She lifts the cup to her lips, then- You're trying to poison me, ah? Of course not, la, auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus looks between them nervously. She finishes the tea, then disappears into the toilet and shuts the door. Cyrus looks at Angel miserably. What have I done? You didn't do anything. 
Oh, you don't have to be so nice. No, you didn't do anything. You didn't get down on one knee. You didn't propose. You the didn't... toilet door opens. The official looks at the two of them in the eye, her expression unfathomable. Cyrus crumples. Look, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry I should have proposed earlier and I didn't, and I'm sorry, but I will. Please don't take our flat away from us. Angel sighs, closes her eyes, and massages her temples. Ayah, auntie don't care about your proposal la. Huh? Angel opens her eyes. Wait, what? Uh, what did she say? It's done. It's over. Oh my god! Oh my god! Breathe, Cyrus! Breathe! 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 Okay, okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We'll move back in with my parents. We'll have to move back in with the old folks, but she'll be fine, right? Right, right, okay, yeah. I mean, it has been an entire month since the choking incident. What are you going on about? Bo means no, Tai Chi means problem, as in no problem. As in. Then keep the flat la. Talk so much. She waddles out of the flat and slams the door shut. Angel breathes out in relief. Cyrus grins. Angel steps into the toilet. <laughs> you know, I knew it. I just knew it. We're something special, you and I. That lady looked at us and she saw true love. Angel comes out and holds a pregnancy stick up to his face. Cyrus gawks at the stick. This is why she left. <gasps> what is... Is that? <gasps> Are you... Pregnant. She looks at Cyrus nervously. Cyrus can't take his eyes off the stick. We should switch condom brands. I, I could get started on contraceptives for double protection. Or, or, or maybe you could get your tubes tied. Will you say something, please? I want it. Huh? Really? A vasectomy? I mean, I was really just throwing ideas out there, but if you think you want... No. I want the baby. Angel starts to get teary-eyed. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm sorry I've been such a manipulative bitch. Cyrus gives Angel a hug and kisses her on the forehead. Ange? Manipulative bitches usually succeed at manipulation. <laughs> Cyrus Lee, will you marry me? I've already booked her appointment at the Registry of Marriage. And that was ROM written by Mary Tay. Fun fact, we recorded the playthrough Zoom before anything else was recorded and it was the first time I tried editing anything at all. I had such a bad time. I was so close to giving up. But you know, I'm glad I pulled through. I mean, recording and and editing the echoes, the the I don't know what you call it, but it was so difficult. So if anyone has any advice at all on how to get sound quality consistent, especially when everyone's not together in the same room and are using very different recording equipment, that would be great. And we can only go up from here. So I'm very, very excited to showcase any other plays that anyone else would be interested to sharing. And if you're an actor or a scriptwriter who might want to be part of our next few reads, please hit me up. I would love to work with anyone and everyone.
Now for some credits, kudos to the cast of ROM, Claire Tay as the narrator, Camille Huck as Cyrus Lee, Melissa Rani T. Selva as Annette Lee, Tanvi Kothari as the government official and myself, Kimberly Q as Angel. That's all we've got for today and we'll see you next week.